This is episode 287 of the AWS podcast, released on January 6th, 2019. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. Over the uh, holiday break, I was doing some software development, as I want to do, and uh, I had some problems in my code. And uh, at some point, we all end up doing what is called log diving. And so I was log diving away and it gave me an opportunity to use a service that many of you might not be aware of, which is something called Amazon CloudWatch Logs Insights. And what this is, is a fully managed service that lets you work at cloud scale with no setup or maintenance to really plow through those huge logs in seconds. And the nice part is, is irrespective of how big your logs are, you can really just churn through them really, really fast without having to think about all the maintenance, the support of that, etc. It can handle any log format and it auto discovers a lot of different types as well. And I'll, I'll talk about those in a moment. But really, if we think about what problem we're trying to solve here is systems generate log messages. And often there are lots and lots of log messages that are unimportant, but then there's those vital few that you're trying to nail down. And if you've got gigs or many customers of ours have terabytes upon terabytes of log data, Searching through it can be hard, slow, and complicated. So what this particular capability, the CloudWatch Log Insights, lets you do is do interactive search very, very quickly. And this is really useful when you're doing ad hoc searching, but also you can operationalize this, and I'll talk about that more in a moment. But firstly, you may be asking, well, what kind of logs can I actually use out of the box? And the ones that are supported out of the box include the Amazon VPC flow logs, Route 53 logs, Lambda logs, and CloudTrail logs. And it can also extract timestamp, log stream, and message data from other logs as well. It also can understand fields in JSON logs. And there are some nuances in the way you handle Lambda logs when you have uh, nested fields, but there's some information in the user guide about how to handle that. So given that you can access these logs, and in my case, I was playing with some Lambda functions and it wasn't behaving the way I thought, and I could not figure out why, so I had to do some uh, log diving. And when you jump into the console, you'll see you have a very clean experience that does automatic graphing and it has a very uh, familiar, is what I would say, uh, query structured language. So if you're used to using any type of SQL, et cetera, this will be pretty familiar to you. And you have a number of query commands that you can play with. There are six, in fact. The first is something called fields. And this gives you the fields that you need to get from your particular log events. So this is useful if you want to cut down on the number of fields you're seeing, you have very complicated logs, et cetera. You can then apply filters. So this is using the filter command. And this lets you filter based on one or more conditions. So your standard comparison operators, equal, not equal, less than, greater than, et cetera. And Booleans are useful. So and, or, and not. And of course, you can use regular expressions. And if you're a bit of a regular expression whiz, this will be music to your ears because you can do all kinds of cool stuff once you apply your filter. You also have available to you a stats command. And this is really useful when you're trying to analyze changes in data or uh unusual anomalies that are going on. So you can use different statistical operators, including sum, average, count, min, and max. Uh, and this really lets you understand what's going on with those mathematical values you need to process. Of course, you can sort the data using the sort command. Uh, sending and descending are supported, so you can choose which one makes sense. One that's really useful is the limit command. And this is used to limit the amount of log events that are returned by a query. Sometimes when you're doing queries, you may potentially get a lot of information and you don't need to get all of them, or you just want a shorter subset of information to make it easier to analyze, etc. You can simply specify the limit and that'll say how many records or events you want to be returned to you. So for example, you could say limit 10 and you only get 10. You could say limit 100 
and you get only 100. If you don't have any limit, then uh, it won't apply any limit. You can also use the parse command, and the parse command will extract data from a log field and create one or more ephemeral fields that you can then also process. So it's very common that you might want to combine some information in a log to be another field to then be used in a subsequent part of the query, etc. You can apply that very, very easily using that command. As I mentioned, you can use regular expressions in the filter command. So this gives you really a huge amount of power about how you apply information and how you do your querying as well. Uh, the numeric operators are quite uh, advanced. You've got the absolute ceiling, floor, greatest, least, log, square root, etc. So you can do all kinds of interesting functions. You can use the is present function to see if fi certain fields are there. Uh, coalesce is another useful one for uh, returning non-null non values from a list, I should say. Uh, lots of familiar string functions, things like is empty, is blank, concat, our old friend ltrim and rtrim taking me back to my basic days, string length, conversions to upper lower case, substrings, replacements, etc. Lots of date time functions available as well. And of course, some aggregation data. One of the things that I really like, and this applies to the stats command, is the percentile function, so PCT. And this allows you to indicate the relative standing of a value in a data set. So uh, many of you who have listened for a while know that I'm a big fan of uh, looking at the upper percentile of things, you know, what's happening at the uh, 99th percentile. This lets you do it trivially when you're applying uh, this to your particular data set. So what this means is you have a nice interactive way that you can churn through these massive log sets and get the information that you want. And once you get this information, you'll see it firstly on a graph in the GUI, but you can also apply it through the command line interface, and you can also get data out using the API. So you can choose to integrate this into your workflow in any way that you like. You can also add the queries that you define into the dashboard of your CloudWatch interface. So basically you can see what's going on at any time. When you add a query to the dashboard, it automatically reruns every time you load the dashboard and every time the dashboard refreshes. So this is a really useful way for you to get up-to-date information on some sort of extraction of data that you need to get from your uh, CloudWatch log insights. So this means you get an up-to-date view of what's going on. So this is particularly useful if you're doing that, you know, what's happening at the X percentile type query, this can run every single time you look at the dashboard without you having to do any work. The other thing you can do is export your query results. Now, this is really, really important because you may want to share them in a support ticket or some other system of record. So it's very easy for you to extract that data and use it that way. Now, the console does take advantage of WebSockets. So if your uh, internal IT policy is not allowing WebSockets at the time, then the CLI or the API will be your friend. However, it is really a, quite a useful interface to use. It also has some really good sample queries that you can kind of copy to figure out how you might want to do things as well. So that's just a little introduction to a service that you might not be aware of or a component of a service you might not be aware of that can make your life a lot easier. In my case, I was log diving for what I thought was a, uh, a muxing issue with some uh, transcoding type stuff, and it ended up being a storage capacity issue. So there you go. And I wouldn't have found it without uh, having to churn through the logs. The nice thing was is that instead of spending minutes or hours trying to get my logs assembled and good to go, I could immediately dive into the insights capability and get some answers very, very fast. And more importantly, find where I should not be investigating versus where I should be investigating. So if you've got some log diving to do, this is something to have a look at. Now, this is available now in North Virginia, Ohio, North California, Oregon, Canada Central, 
Ireland, Frankfurt, London, Paris, Tokyo, Mumbai, Seoul, Sydney, and Sao Paulo regions, and you can use it straight away. And the pricing is based on the amount of ingested log data scanned for each query. Uh, in North Virginia, it's about uh, 0.005 cents per gig. Similar prices in other regions. Check the pricing page to get information about the pricing for you. But if you imagine how quickly you can get going and how little preparation you need to do, probably not a bad option to look at next time you're doing some log diving. So I hope that was useful. Lots of fun episodes coming up this year. Got some really good things on the way. So look forward to uh, sharing that with you. And also we do love to get your feedback. Amazon.com is the place to send it. We read it all and uh, we definitely take it on board. So please do make suggestions if there's things you'd like to see. And of course, until next time, keep on building.